Maybe you can recall a time in your life when there was so much going on and things were going so fast and they were moving along in a really crazy direction that you were hurt. You were sad. You were afraid. Either way, whatever was going on, it was just coming at you so fast that your anxiety levels were so high, you simply could not hear, you couldn't see, you couldn't even concentrate on anything but the devastation that was happening in your life at that very moment. It's as if your emotions were running so high, nothing else mattered. In today's Easter story, you're going to see that there's a couple of disciples on the road to Emmaus. Their emotions are high. The Bible says they were looking sad. Either way, we're hearing from Luke's story often referred to as the walk to Emmaus in chapter 24. Once again on that Easter day, Jesus appears to his disciples. This time he shares a special teaching moment with them. And according to the scripture text, it even sounds like as they were walking along, they may have had a, you know, it sounds like they were doing a little Bible study. But their grief, their loss, their confusion, their disappointment and their fear has obviously clouded their vision and so obstructing their hearing that they are not recognizing nor are they hearing what Jesus has to say. Even though Jesus is right beside them, journeying with them, Cleopas and his companion are clearly in no condition to hear what Jesus has to say to them. That is key for the message today. Cleopas and his companion are clearly in no condition to hear what Jesus has to say to them. This is from Luke 24, beginning with the 13th verse. Now on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? Jesus asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us ran to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then Jesus looked at them and he said to them, 
Oh, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, Jesus interpreted to them the things about himself and all the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, Jesus walked ahead as if he were going on, but they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour, they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together there. They were saying, The Lord is risen indeed, and he, he's appeared to Simon. Then, those two disciples on the road to Emmaus, they told what had happened to them on the road, and how Jesus had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. Hey, do you hear the alleluias? Hallelujah, Christ is risen. It's Eastertide, the Easter season, which means traditionally it's time to shout at the top of our lungs, Hallelujah! Yes, Hallelujah, Christ is risen. Do you hear the Hallelujahs? No? Well, why don't you hear the Hallelujahs? Okay, give me a minute. I might know why. According to scholars and church gurus, the season of Lent, that's, that's that six-and-a-half-week-long church season that leads us into Easter Sunday, that Lenten season is several hundred years ago, several hundred years old. And for some traditions, that tradition is really not a tradition at all, but it's a hard and fast rule that during the season of Lent, you will never, ever hear the word, Alleluia! Now, hallelujah simply means God be praised. You won't hear that word because no one's allowed to even say the word. You can't even put that word in writing during Lent. Now, what more can we say about this word, hallelujah? Hallelujah is about joyful, hope-filled life. Hallelujah is a statement of praise, honor, and glory to the God of life, hope, and joy. Both saying the word and being able to hear hallelujah means you believe deeply in your heart that God is alive and well and the world, God's world, is a beautiful place overflowing with holiness and love and that God is well deserving of our unending praise. But the season of Lent, however, Lent is supposed to be an introspective time focused on experiencing the somewhat silence and even the absence of God, so to speak. Lent is not a time to go around shouting the glory and power of God. Lent is not a time to be going around shouting, Alleluia! Because the Alleluias are counter to the purpose of the season of Lent and must be delayed until the joy 
of Easter morning. Why? Well, let's say you were a modern-day psychologist or psychiatrist or something. Those experts would say something like, we as humans, we need to emotionally process our pain, our loss, our unmet needs, our grief, our anger, whatever it is that seeks to paralyze us and hold us back. We need to work through and process those things before we can begin again to both shout and even to hear the hallelujahs of life. Accordingly then, I believe that the events of Easter morning, especially in today's reading from Luke's gospel, exemplify one's limited ability at times to hear the hallelujahs of life. The disciples on the road to Emmaus that first Easter day, they clearly could not hear the alleluias not only happening all around them, but the alleluia of Jesus' presence right there with us in that moment on the road. They were stumbling along, probably headed home after the shocking events of the most recent Passover festival. They were wandering almost aimlessly, leaving Jerusalem, hanging their heads. Looking sad, the Bible says. In my mind's eye, I can see them moping along that dusty country pathway. I can just imagine them saying things like, So, where do we go now? And now what are we supposed to do? I mean, Jesus of Nazareth, who was mighty indeed, he was supposed to be the one who would finally make things right. But now, now he's dead. And it's over. Now what do we do? Friends, it was right smack in the middle of the huge cloud of despair that enveloped those disciples on the road, that Jesus himself, the risen Lord of life, that's when he joined them. He joined them on their lonely, grief-stricken journey. Truly, they had lost everything that they had hoped for, so they thought. Indeed, I'm convinced the two disciples on the road to Emmaus that Easter day were in no condition to hear the Alleluias, just like that tradition of Lent I spoke of a few minutes ago. O ye of little faith, and you who are slow to believe, Jesus said to them, Eastertide is time to trust in God's grace. Eastertide is time to trust in one another. It's time to allow God to fully redirect our faith life. Yeah, Eastertide is a time to intentionally redirect our faith, our hopes and dreams to really good things happening in the future in God's wise timing. Yes, in God's timing, not ours. But when we get caught off guard, we're going to drop back to not only the disciples, but to you and me today. Think about it. When we get caught off guard, and we we either intentionally or unwittingly allow our despair, our selfishness, our greed, our pride, our anger, or whatever it is at the root of our unmet needs, when we allow these things to control our lives, friends, we find ourselves in the same place as those disciples on that Emmaus road where we cannot and will not have the ability to hear the Alleluia's. When we become focused only on ourselves, either intentionally or unwittingly, when our minds are made up and closed down and the world around us has become cramped and small, 
And all we can see is our own needs, our own unmet needs. We can't see or hear God anymore. We can't see or hear other people around us. Friends, we can't and we will not be able to hear the Alleluia's. Well, I get it, you might be saying. Well, I know you get it. Because all of us, friends, it's human nature, okay? All of us, all of us at various times of our lives, we experience situations when we simply cannot hear the Alleluia's happening all around us. Okay, let's look at this another way. Temporarily, let's remove this message today from the biblical account, from Luke's account, from the story of Easter. Let's take away all the churchy type lingo about not being able to hear or feel the presence of God in our life. And let's look at something maybe a bit more practical for most of us. Okay, pause. Think of a time in your life, and I know this has happened to you, when the people all around you were hooting and hollering and boiling over with joy. It's like they were throwing a big party. They were obviously hearing and feeling all kinds of things that were making them overflow with happiness. They were obviously hearing and feeling all kinds of things that you were not hearing and you were not feeling, simply because you and the things you were struggling with at the moment Maybe painful things at that moment. You just couldn't identify with the crazy joy that you were hearing from the people all around you. See what I mean? It does happen to all of us. For a lot of different reasons. Am I right? Okay, good. Because that's exactly what we're talking about today. We're not any different than those two disciples on the road to Emmaus. Luke even says in today's reading that early in the encounter on the road to Emmaus, quote, their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And later, after they had reached Emmaus, during their intimate evening meal, I can just imagine things were relaxed. They were still. They were quiet. They sat down around the table for that meal. Jesus took that majestic leadership and they recognized him finally in the breaking of the bread. These are really powerful words, my friends, from the Enduring Word commentary. I'm quoting here from David Guzik. It was a frugal supper in a village home of two tired travelers. Yes, it was then in the breaking of the bread and not in any vision of resurrection splendor, that those two disciples knew that their companion was the Lord himself. Though it was not what might be called a sacramental meal, there was something in that meal that showed them who the mysterious and wise guest was. Perhaps it was the way he took the place of the host with the quiet air of majesty. Maybe it was the way he gave the blessing over the meal that they would eat. Or maybe it was the pierced hands that gave them the bread. However it was, whether by word or deed, they felt irresistibly that this was he, the risen Christ. Some little action, some dear familiar trait told them in a flash that this was the Christ, the Messiah, 
the risen Lord. Well, let's take a deep breath. So where do we go from here in the 21st century? This Easter season of 2021, after all we've been through. Well, talk about not being able to notice something right under your own nose. If you were here in the sanctuary, or if you were in the sanctuary, downtown Yuma, last week for Easter Sunday, you might remember that we could not get the pre-recorded music to play in the back at the soundboard. Well, for 20 minutes, 30 minutes prior to the worship service, several of us were gathered around the soundboard laptop last week. We could not find any problems with it. So we went to plan B with the goal to fix the laptop and the soundboard later. Well, I learned the very next morning that next very quiet Monday morning in the stillness of the very quiet sanctuary that the laptop volume control in the laptop itself had simply been turned off. The volume was set on mute. I can see it now, turning on the laptop, raising up the lid, and looking down into the lower right and seeing the little speaker icon with a red slash right through it. It was set on mute. In fact, that morning, the team of us that gathered around the laptop, our eyes were kept from recognizing what was right in front of us because we were so anxious that we missed something so glaringly obvious. Oh, it's so easy to think about those two disciples on the road and say, oh, ye of little faith. But doesn't it really describe us as well? I leave you this charge. Number one, what can we do? Look around every corner for God's loving grace and mighty presence. Intentionally, look around every corner for God's loving grace and mighty presence in all things. Two, expectantly hope for God to, to already be at work in your life. Expectantly hope for God to already be at work in the lives of the people around you. Expectantly hope for God to already be at work in the beautiful world around you. Trust always in God's leading and direction, especially during the times of worry, conflict, anger, and despair. Fourthly, expectantly hope for God's abundant life to rule, to reign over each day, every day. Yes, my friends, intentionally do all these things and you will be ready to both say and to genuinely hear the Alleluias. It's Eastertide. It's Easter season. It's time to shout at the top of our lungs, Alleluia! Alleluia, Christ is risen. Were not our hearts burning within us? as he spoke to us on the road and he taught to us the scriptures. Let us pray. Oh God, I believe on that 
evening after that long trip to Emmaus. Cleopas turned to his companion and said, Listen, listen, I can hear the alleluias. I can too, said his friend. Alleluia, Christ is risen, they shouted together. Hey, do you hear the alleluias? <laughs>